What's your story? Creating meaningful bonds through storytelling is what saved us from the collective experience of isolation, disconnection, and loneliness during the pandemic. With a deep sense of purpose, spirituality, and creativity, Anne Wellman led the Long Beach Community Theater and women across the nation in developing a close-knit community one talk at a time. With storytelling as the crux of her work, she navigated ambiguity, a pandemic, and social unrest while bringing a sense of calm, love, and support to those around her. A born encourager, Anne helps others find their voice and nurture their talents. In this podcast, Anne describes five different community offerings she created for people to feel seen, heard, and loved. She creates a sacred space to be together and lift each other up. As a woman of faith, she pushes the envelope and steps into troubled waters with courage, compassion, and conviction. Anne is someone you want in your corner. She is so real, a fierce mother, woman, and artist, Anne leads with heart. She creates a raw, real space to build women up to support their families, career, and society. Through creative writing, storytelling, and spiritual groups, Anne brings us together to share our humanity in a way that builds connection, community, and healing. Hi, my name is Ellie Lund, and I will be your host today at JoyScore, offering tips and tools in fitness, health, and mindfulness for your personal journey. I hope that you enjoy this podcast and personal story about lifting each other up through storytelling. Thank you so much for being with us today. You can find more information about Anne in the show notes. And now, here's Anne. Hi, welcome to JoyScore, offering tips and tools in health, fitness, and mindfulness. My name is Ellie Lund. I will be your host today. I am so happy to have Anne Wellman as our guest. Welcome, Anne. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Ellie. I just want to tell you a little bit about Anne. Anne is the founder and artistic director of the Long Beach Community Theater. She's a spiritual life coach and a facilitator of women's ministry classes, workshops, and retreats. She has her BA in speech communications and theater arts and has been directing for 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) I can totally relate. Her most recent um, directorial projects include Truth Be Told, The Dream Chest, and Silver Bullet, a rock opera. She currently is hosting a monthly storytelling night every last Wednesday of the month on Zoom called Speak Easy. A lifetime teacher, student, and collaborator, she loves working with people and helping <laughs> others to find their voices and recognize their talents. She is a born encourager and would love to cheer you on. <laughs> Welcome, Anne. Uh, thank you. <laughs> The personal story about Anne is that I actually met Anne during COVID online on Zoom, right? And it was a project called um, Pray for Long Beach, right? Yep. Yeah. And it started off with uh, Justin Rudd, who got it all together. And we were in, we were just going into COVID and we were just like, we got to do something about this. And a couple of us got together and just prayed for everyone who had like, you know, community workers and health um 
the people working in the hospitals, the firemen, police officers, community, everyone. And in that process, I developed a very close relationship with Anne, and you will see why. (laughs) (laughs) So, Anne, that's just one of the ways that you're building connections uh, during COVID. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how relationship plays such a huge part in your life and how storytelling just brings people together as you kind of like, you know, bring them in. Sure. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Let me give you a quote that I love to start. And this is from Richard Rohr. Are you familiar with Richard Rohr? No. Okay. He's a contemplative thinker and He's just, he's a mystic, a Christian mystic and a Franciscan monk. um, And I just love the way he thinks. And this is a quote from him. And he says, the greatest disease facing humanity right now is our profound and painful sense of disconnection. And I've always had a heart for connecting people uh, to each other, to their talents, to their voice, their pen, to their paper, just any way I can get them to feel more connected. Uh, I feel like people are very lonely. And this past year, that was before this past year, this past year has been intense as far as the isolation and loneliness goes for a lot of people. I'm an extrovert and living this way has not been easy. So, Yeah, I think sharing our stories is just one of the best ways that we can share who we are and connect with others. When someone else is sharing their story, you're right along with it. You feel like you're them for a minute. Um, They've even done research of the brain and, and the person that's listening, if they're really listening to the storyteller, their brains are, are in alignment with one another. That's how connected we are. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So with the Long Beach Community Theater, what happened is right out of the gate when this all came down, you know, it's been almost a year where we're coming up on it, that that big day that we all remember, we all remember where we were and what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And at the time, we were hosting a monthly storytelling at D Piazza's uh, called Speakeasy. And we had announced the show, it was the topic was going to be resilience. And then everything shut down and there was no more in person. What a well, we are right? That it was resilience? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Gosh. So that was the whole thing. It was like, oh, well, that's kind of a interesting quinky uh, dinky, right? So perhaps we're being called to move forward with this anyway. So we ended up going on as scheduled onto Zoom. Now, I have to tell you, I have never been on a Zoom before. I, I, maybe I had. I probably had been on a Zoom. I yeah. certainly hadn't hosted on a large oh, yeah. platform, you oh. know, for a Zoom. I didn't know what I was doing, but I got my team. They were all like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, we did. We did do it. The, the storytellers came and shared their stories. The community came. And a big part of the way we do storytelling, because you've been there, yeah. is Um, that we have the community share in between the storytellers. So there's a conversation between the storyteller and the community. So these connections are made around the room and um, it's the same on Zoom. And it was the same that night as as any other night when we've met at at D Piazza's. You know, the difference being we can be right together. We can hug each other, have a beer together, but 
the connections are still made. And I, you know, we've been doing this, we're, we're starting our eighth season right now. And I have seen so many connections made and relationships bloom and grow from meeting through Long Beach Community Theater. And it's beautiful to, to watch for people to feel seen and heard and loved. And that's what we're about. We're about lifting people up and having a sacred safe space to share your story, to be heard. And um, yeah, we ended up doing 14 shows last year, wow. 14. Um, when we started, we went every other week for the first five months of COVID instead of once a month. And mm -hmm. we filled it every time with storytellers, with people and mm -hmm. people just need to be together. We're built for relationship. Absolutely. And uh, gosh, there's so many things I want to talk to you about because mm -hmm. I was in your audience at one point. Um, and, uh, you know, you said something about being in conversation with the audience. That is such a different novel, original way of dealing with theater that yeah. is like out of this world because like you watch the storytellers tell their story and they're actors, professional actors and authors and poets. And, and they have this like connection that just comes through zoom and you, and you hear their story and you're like touched by it. And then there's this moment when you can actually talk to them and, mm -hmm. and just share your experience <laughs> of their story and how it affected you. So that was wild. I was like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. But you know, it's, it's also just everyday Joes that have a story to share. You know, it's everybody, everybody's welcome there. Our oldest storyteller, I believe we've had is 84. Yeah. And our youngest we've ever had was, oh, gosh, um, maybe around 10 ish. You know, I mean, we've had all the spectrum of people from professional to novice, it's everyone is welcome. That's, that's what it's about diversity and really embracing it and holding it close and tight and and not being afraid of what you don't know but listening listening to that story even if you don't agree and just just taking it in just yeah. sit in their their shoes their moccasins for a second right, right? It's so, <laughs> so multicultural and it's so rooted in that oral tradition of telling stories mm -hmm. and it just kind of mm -hmm. like super easy that way so mm -hmm. you had an opportunity not only to tell stories and continue the work and this new uh, platform but also everything that's happening in society at that time was oh catapulting my. you to like areas that you never thought you'd even go. I was wondering if you could oh, talk yeah. to us about that. Yeah. So the big one, of course, was uh, George Floyd. And our response to that was to do a show called Injustice. And that was one of those moments that, uh, you know, I'm a woman of faith and I had to pray hard on that. Because I guess maybe before, I don't know if you would say what we've done before is safe. I wouldn't call what we've done before as safe, but this was stepping out in a different way. And knowing that um, I could say something wrong or offensive that is going to be, you know, in public and that can be held against me. And I just had to be willing to step into it and know the greater good was more important than me saving face by being too afraid to stand up and do something about it. And um, we had our storytellers that night. Um, this was 
by far my favorite speakeasy we've ever done and I've recorded all of them oh. and that night it didn't record oh, no. and when I saw it didn't record I cried like a baby and then I called all my storytellers and we got on and did we re-recorded their stories and I got to interview each one of them um, within the next two three days when it was still raw and where we could still remember oh. that night it was um the 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 feeling that night. Uh, were you there that night? No. Were you there for that like one? like right oh, before God. I met you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just like goosebumps from head to toe, uh, crying and laughing and just love. Love was like hope and just truly caring and compassion for one another um, was what was like at the forefront that night. And just knowing that it's okay to start right where you are and do something don't don't just sit back and observe like get in the ring and take a swing like do something <laughs> you know there's got to be change starts with us yeah totally I remember interviewing one of my students right around that time and uh, I was asking her how she felt about the protests and she was like I'm so excited about them because I think if we do it one day, I will be considered an equal. And I was just wow. like, oh, gosh. I mean, yep. this is a 12-year-old, you know, a 13-year-old talking. And it's just so heartfelt and so real, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did a few of the the protest marches. I did one with my son, uh, who was nine at the time. And um, we did one right past his elementary school which was so surreal. And I'm trying to explain to him why it's important that we march and be on the right side of history, as they say. And I had gone to another one where the man that spoke had marched with uh, back when MLK what? was alive. And oh, he wow. was saying what he saw as a person of color and what was different about this time is that it wasn't just people of color doing the marching, but that everybody was standing up and what that meant to him to see his brothers and sisters stand with him Mm -hmm. and let him know we care too. And we see, and we're, we're trying, trying to help. We're failing right now, but we're trying, we're trying to help. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you have speakeasy. Right. Yep. And then I met you through women's ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, um, go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, let me just tell you one other thing about the community theater. Oh, yes. uh, Cause one thing that we've added, um, this is brand new is we've added a community meditation. Oh. So it's second Wednesdays of the month. Uh, we're doing a sunrise and a sunset. So last month was sunrise at 6 a.m. You were there yes. for the beginning <laughs> before you went to work. And that was like roll out of bed with your cup of coffee yeah. and set, set it next to you because you couldn't really drink it during. But uh, yeah, you know, we're doing um, that is sunrise and then sunset is at 6 p.m., which is the one that's coming up on the 10th. So right. second Wednesday of the month, it's a free meditation for the community uh, by a woman named Zan. She has been doing meditation and leading meditation since the 70s, my entire life, my entire <laughs> life. She's been leading meditation That's awesome. and she's, it shows yeah. uh, she's so good at what she does. 
I, I'm the queen of monkey mind, you know, where my mind goes all <laughs> over the place. You probably know from talking to me, but uh, when I'm there, I mean, I, my mind goes on this journey with her. She does guided meditation and it's such a treat to go away from here because I have been here in my house for the most part for a year now, you know, other than a trip to the beach, I barely go to the grocery store. I I I don't have a pod. I just, so doing these meditations is pure magic and uh, meditation is uh, amazing. So yeah, the community is all welcome and another way to connect and feel good. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so mom's ministry is yeah how I met you at a class called come to the table which that class was supposed to be a one-off because myself and my partner Tammy Reese who you know um we both had three kids graduating last year oh my God. and <laughs> we were like oh we gotta we gotta do something easier than what we normally teach we just have this super easy so we decided to do this come to the table class which is it's kind of like a spiritual group therapy is what it is, yeah. you know, and um, it's just a real raw, uplifting, hope-filled, sacred space for women to come and, and be who they are. And we just have these great conversations. And uh, well, then when this went down and again, we went, ended up going on to Zoom and here we're now on our fifth time of offering this class in less than a year. And uh, we fill it every time. Wow. And it's magical every time too. And um, yeah, again, just another way to connect and go to those deeper, harder places that you can't go to with just, just anybody, you know, you need, you need to have a group of people you feel safe to share with. And I think we provide that. Um, We also did a retreat at the park, uh, safe distance. Everybody was in their mask. Everybody had their own picnic blanket set up and six feet apart. And it was called Stirred Not Shaken. Oh, yeah. And it was just a a mini retreat in the park. And this is your newest development, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was just another response to just building people up because you think if you can build up the moms and they can go home, you build up the women, women can build up society. So, you know, it just spreads, it spreads. So, so stir not shaken. Was that specifically for mothers or? You're women, women, it's all women's ministry. So cool. Awesome. (laughs) Yes. There is a very, um, there's a very safe space that's established. And I think you're very talented in creating that space for us, you um, and Tammy both. Um, And it was my first time being a part of this type of kind of uh, get together um, with women. And uh, it was very non-threatening. And in terms of what you had to do was just tell a story and maybe journal for seven minutes and Mm -hmm. everyone shared. And then through the connections of those stories, the life of that person started appearing before your very eyes. Um, And I think the connection with that person um, as a woman and as someone who is, you know, either at the beginning or later stages of life and the things that we have in common. And it just created such a special bond. Um, Mm -hmm. And also just a great place to talk about spiritual matters. Um, You know, being Catholic, we go to church and then we leave the church and then we wait till next Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, compartmentalized. Super easy. 
no <laughs> you're not supposed to compartmentalize no so yeah aside from meditation that's pretty much it so it was really great kind of developing a sense of fellowship with other people like um especially doing i don't know i feel like zoom is talk about compartmentalizing i zoom all day yeah. I zoom for about 10 hours a day and oh. every zoom has a purpose and it starts and it ends and you hop on the next one and it starts and it ends and um there's no um there's not the dance the conversational dance that you have with people and now with covid everyone's wearing a mask so you can't even see people smiling anymore <laughs> Unless wow. laugh, right? yeah and that is such a big kind of like takeaway for me is um when you don't see people smiling you don't smile yourself right because it's based on those mirror neurons and um I feel like that creates like this like kind of like real like harmonious state it's like not a harmonious state but it's just like a leveled state whereas there's no ups and downs it's just kind of like you know Mm -hmm. so um so having this opportunity to build connections with you guys is just so special yeah, you're you're one of those people too that I I see being in my life forever, Ellie. And this this is I've known you less than a year. Yeah. I met you as you said through Justin Red's uh, Pray for Long Beach. Then you were in my uh, Come to the Table class. You and I went for a walk, and I don't know our friendship just felt um, like a soul deep connection very early on. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. Is there anything else that you had to share today that you wanted to share? Yes. Okay. So Ellie gave me a assignment of three to five ways I've connected community during COVID. And I'm like, geez, I'm glad I got busy over this past year. (laughs) (laughs) That's a steep order, but I got, yeah, I got another one. I got another one for you. All right. So my last one is uh, I started I started writing when um, this all started. My friend Nancy Wu, who a lot of people in, in Long Beach know, she's an amazing writer and writing teacher. And she started a group for a national month of poetry last uh, April. And the way we did it was every morning at 8 a.m., uh, we were all on a Zoom and we wrote between 8 and 9.30, sometimes up to 10. Wow. So it was just supposed to be for the month. Well, we ended up going for 91 or 92 days without a break at all. And it was the kind of thing where Saturday morning, Sunday morning, we were up and on our computer and coffee in hand, hair disheveled, and which is also the way I led the Zoom meetings from the beginning for Long Beach Community Theater. I did not come with makeup on or it was just like a, a hot mess. I think that's what they call that. Well, that's how we show up. And it was real. I love that. I like when people just, just be real with it, right? Totally. <laughs> so, but we did it. And um, the writing, I, I feel almost like writing alone has saved me during this past year. And that 91 days committing to getting up, I didn't miss not one day. And I was at my computer and it was like, breath it was like air and inhale and exhale and get it on the page and to write through everything that was happening um was so therapeutic uh for me and for everyone else and um so I still write with her I'm, I'm with her in a, a once a week class right now and I've taken several writing classes since then and um 
back in November, I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw there was this guy that was in one of my class, the first one back last April. And he was going through a really difficult time. And our class was pretty good size. So I didn't know him necessarily. He's younger. Uh, I don't know, maybe he's in his 20s, late 20s, early 30s, something like that. I have no idea how old he is. Younger than me. But he had done a shout out on Facebook asking anybody that has pictures of puppies or kittens or a cute little story or words about who he is or anything uplifting to share with him if they would please reach out to him and that he had been going through just a horrible time of depression. And I saw that and I was like, wow, this guy to be that vulnerable and that bold to just put it on there. And of course there was like a hundred replies to him, like saying, Oh my God, you know, I love you so much and pit puppies and kittens. And it was all there. And so I wrote to him and I asked him, are you still writing? Cause that's how we had met. Mm. And he had fallen out of writing. So we were going to try and start meeting at this other class, but we couldn't connect for it. So I ended up offering a class myself, a table. So we meet Sunday nights. That's my class later today. And our group is called the Sunday Blues, a writer's table with soul. Oh, my God. I love it. (laughs) And yeah, so we've been together since uh, end of November, somewhere back there. And he comes and he's learned how to play the guitar in the last, you know, two, three months. So he usually starts by serenading us. Oh, That's how class so usually nice. starts. <laughs> and a lot of times he's the only guy there. Sometimes there's other guys, but a lot of times it's him and all women, oh, right? Okay. And all different ages of women. But he comes every week. He never misses. And I've seen his smile return. Oh. Um, we've talked to him about how he's doing. He's got to talk about what got him into that depression and what's getting him out of that depression. And again, here we are called into connection, into relationship, into community, right? Into each other, Mm. you know? And, And that is one thing that still comes across on Zoom is how we mirror each other in the goods and the bads. So, um, yeah, once again, just another magical, magical place. And um, it's good. You know what I noticed about the work that you're doing? It also has such a huge creative thread. It's so mm. built with creativity at like, mm-hmm. master, like a foundation for some of the work that you're doing is just creativity and also spirituality, how it's threaded through your work. It's just amazing. Yeah, getting creative is so therapeutic and healing. Uh, My friend Grace Kim said once, the opposite of depression is expression. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so true. It's it's the and I'm a I'm a head type. You know, there's head, heart, uh, body. I'm a head type. I get in my head a lot. And people that are head types, sometimes they have all these amazing ideas and it's just up in there and they they can't pull the trigger and and just jump into it and just you know and do it but when you take action you immediately feel better immediately when you're just sitting in it it doesn't feel good it feels terrible you feel lost you feel like you're in this liminal space and you're just floating and and you don't know which way is up or down or is anybody even with you in that space but if you just reach out 
reach out, speak out, write out, shout out, dance it out, whatever, get it out. (laughs) That's so cool. It ties back to what you said earlier about finding people's voices. Like you help people find their voice and their talents, right? Yeah. So cool. Well, you know, whatever is going on inside of you is going to come out one way or another. So it can be in a healthy healing way um, that feels good, or it's going to come out as, um, you know, like verbal shrapnel towards people that are, or emotional shrapnel towards people that are all around you, the people that are closest to you, it's going to come out. So it's, you got to choose how do you want to how do you want to present that? And I say, let's have some fun with yeah. it. And even, even the hard stuff, you know, let's, let's sit in it together. A lot of things we think we're alone and we're not, there's somebody else at that table going, Oh my God, I thought I was the only one. Right. You feel that too. Oh, oh my God. Right. <laughs> I, I, I really connect with that because it just normalizes it, you know, and it kind of gets you out of your head and it just, when people talk about it or you talk about it in to another, to another person or a group, it just normalizes. It's like not that big a deal. It's okay. Um, yeah. There is this moment. I don't know if I told you, Ann, but my dad had um, a heart attack um, with it, yes. uh, around December, remember? And I had mm-hmm. such a hard time with it. I always do. And But this time it was darker. You know, it was like the shadow side. Mm. I've got to start preparing for his death. What am I going to do? You know, where do you get ashes? How do you how do you transport ashes in a plane? Do I use a box? I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> like trying to figure out oh, what's the ambulance going to look like this time, you know, and oh, all everything, everything. And and then when I said it out loud to my girlfriend and we were walking and she's like, oh, okay. And I was just like, okay, it's not that bad. It's okay. And then I, and then I was thinking like, wait a minute this isn't happening right now. Why am I in planning stage? Cause I, I work in planning strategic stage all day long for 10 hours a day. And so like mm-hmm. from this like traumatic event, I was trying to str- strategize it. Like, how am I going to deal with it? And, and right. I'm just feeling the angst. I even like made a video for him as if it were like on his mm. last, you know, like memorial and, and he watched it and he laughed. Aww. he did he laughed he's like, that's really nice honey I and I was that. just like I'm bawling and he's laughing he's like, that's, that's, that's a nice little video there and I was like oh Girl, and then funny. it's just kind of like oh, thank god he didn't die but it was just like I felt like okay everything's okay I can take another yeah. step I can keep going on with my day I can keep working and I can keep being real right and yeah. I think that's yeah. the power you bring to the community and to all of us that are so lucky to know you. And, you know, um, I want you to talk about also your contact information, but like, even if you go on Facebook and look up Ann Wellman and Long Beach Theater Arts, you'll see all of the events that she has going on. And they are just <laughs> awesome. I love them. I can't <laughs> tell you enough about it. It is such a relief. It's almost like, um, it's almost like, I don't know, like, um salve for the soul like having like that um mm. like medicine that doesn't even taste like medicine like those little gummy bears <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah like the purple ones that i know the gummy really bears mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like, yep. it's like oh this tastes like candy this is so fun 
But it gets stuck in your teeth and it's kind of annoying too. It's like that too. Yeah, Yeah. that's me. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about um, some of the ways that we can connect with you. Okay, so yeah, you mentioned a few. So uh, Facebook is a great way. Um, We've got the Long Beach Community Theater Facebook page. Um, I also have my personal page and on it, my name is Ann Van Wellman. My name really isn't Ann Van Wellman. Van is Victor Anthony Navarrete, the love of my life. So it's just made up, but that's my Facebook name. So Ann Van Wellman. Um, we have an Instagram for the community theater, which I'm, I'm not, uh, in charge of. So, but that's another way to find us and what we're doing. Um, we have our longbeachcommunitytheater.com. You can find our websites and longbeachcommunitytheater at gmail.com if you want to uh, send me an email. You can find me that way as well. And let me give one more plug because this cool. one's coming up um, oh. this week and I'm really excited about it, which is a new writing class. I was fortunate enough to connect with Derek Ingoy of the Definitive Soapbox. So he's a local spoken word artist amongst a million other talents that the man has. But we're teaching a class that's going to be on Thursdays and it's called Finding, uh, what is our class called? Finding Your Voice Through Creative Writing. And uh, it's really cool because it is an emphasis on spoken words and breaking that down and then finding and using your voice. That'll be where I come in. So um, we're going to team up and this will be a new, a new offering for the community. So um, that's, that's what's happening there. Um, I'm easy to find and I would love to find people. So uh, people that want to connect and share a story. I love to hear stories. I love to meet people. Um, I really like bringing people's inner light mm. out. And sometimes people don't even see it in themselves until someone else says, hey, you got a little something there. You probably might want to lean into that just a little bit and see what happens. Something good might be waiting for you. Yeah. Right. So you did that for me. Uh, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And um, thank you so much, Anne, for being with us. I'm going to include her contact information. Uh, I'm going to link it to the show notes. So if, yeah, if you'd like oh. to check those out, please do. And um just want to give you a big virtual hug and thanks for being with us today Mm, I feel it all the way from I'm up in North Long Beach and I'm feeling I'm squeezed I'm squeezing myself I'm pretending your arms are wrapped around me Ellie (laughs) I love you sister bye